and welcome to Conversations on Karate. I'm Sue. I'm Greg. And today we're joined by Leszek Bubka, or his identical twin, Les Bubka. <laughs> Glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Thanks That's for okay, coming. Les. It's a little bit last minute, actually, wasn't it? We only spoke to you yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, okay. it's the quickest we've ever moved, I think, Sue, <laughs> in terms of, like, should we do this? Tomorrow? Yep, okay, cool, let's go. And yeah. You've you chosen the best day because my wife had a day off today. Oh, she's not working Monday, so she can take care of children. Yeah, I feel like I know Max quite well now. Yeah, that's why I'm hiding in his bedroom, because that's, as you know, quietest space in the room, in a house, sorry, um, because... <laughs> downstairs is just constant running and screaming so yeah yeah well he's he plays quite a part in your online classes doesn't he <laughs> yeah yeah he, he joins <laughs> in quite frequently it's like you know hold this pose for almost like for 10 times that max runs around the room yeah <laughs> keep saying to people if you can't do the exercise what daddy does just run like max just run yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he does that's it and you're saying Yes, Max. Yes, they know now. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a very chatty boy. Um, we once had a lady picking up stuff from our house, and he said to her, um, "You know what? I never shut up." <laughs> <laughs> and he does. He never never stops. He's talking all the time. So yeah, but it's yeah. all fun. How old is he? Uh, he's three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> full of energy well he's a definitely a very entertaining part of your class this les oh thank you <laughs> so should we should we do that do you want to tell us about your classes yeah, about what do you're that. doing let's talk uh, about your classes currently or overall well we're in lockdown and you know it's kind of current isn't it like yeah, everyone's uh, everyone's going through it and it's all kind of horrifying and you know people are bored and what have you so i've come to you because of because of that so um, so at, at the moment, I have to scale down because uh, my main classes are with elderly, and unfortunately, they are not very keen on zooming and stuff like that. So uh, that part of part of uh, kind of karate for meditation is stopped or postponed. Um, but we've got the, the karate fitness, so all the fitness, different exercises would you joined in. Uh, and I'm teaching my regular class on Tuesdays evenings, um, which is shrinked as well because uh, people with disabilities so hard of hearing uh, and uh, with mental health um, decided that they don't want to take part as well in it. So, so it's kind of shrink and, and they're waiting to, um, to join in when we're going to be in real life um, or live in the club, um, hopefully soon. So, uh, so Tuesday has karate. Uh, we've got quite a few instructors from different clubs going, so I'm kind of getting requests what they want to do, and then we're going through uh, my way of thinking and my way of doing things. And pretty much that's it, I think. I, mean, I need to try and get involved in, in one. When do you normally do the, the ones that you do, Sue? Is it Saturdays? Saturday morning, isn't it? 10 o'clock? Is 10 that what time it is? Yeah, 10 o'clock. Yeah. So we do basically the, the kind of a fitness uh, class with the lots of jumping and combining a bit of a karate into it, but it's not uh, not pure karate because we've got some different people with different backgrounds and some don't like karate and stuff. But we try to do incorporate some kind of uh, boxing, kicking, and stuff like that. But uh, just physical exercises. 
but they're good fun because there are lots of um you know how we we've talked a, a few times Rose talked a few times about like good combative habits like just learning stuff and um and they you, you know a lot of the classes that you do a lot of the movements that you do are lots of um it gets you into that idea of like come forward punch get back punch duck duck yeah. punch again so things that we yeah actually well, doing that, that, the movements that we do do inspiring i love it it's really so that, good that, that's taken straight straight from our um, pod work that's what we do on the pod work in a club um pretty much as most of our warm-ups um it's it's pad work um so i just take that straight into the uh, kind of shadow boxing you can call it or kata you prefer mm. it's good good uh, you know people constantly moving your door for 30 seconds then have a bit of a break 30 seconds again and it's tiring tiring for people mm. Mm. it is it's a fairly relentless class les i'll give you that <laughs> is it Okay. <laughs> no, Some no, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's re I know I've done it. When I'm finished, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Well, you see, Raquel is complaining because she's a she's a fitness freak. So for her, it's not enough. I have to balance it between the people who just started and never done this before, and with people who are uh, moderate fitness level and people who are high. So try to keep everybody happy. Mm. I suppose happy medium is the best. Is well, I think if you do things where people can try harder or do less, then then you've found something where people can be flexible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the main main thing in my teaching ever. You know, I have to adapt to everybody, and um, or everybody have to be in, in close, including uh, activities, so we don't leave anybody behind. Yeah, you are good at that in in demonstrating two or three versions of of exercises. Because there's one that you do on the floor. The first version, I'm like, well, maybe I can do that with my bad back. Yeah. And then the third version, I'm looking at it, <laughs> just like laughing, really. There's, there's, <laughs> it's no the way. Sit, the sit-out, the sit-out, or the walrus. Because the stranded walrus, you couldn't do it. The one would just spin the legs under. <laughs> the stranded walrus, I wasn't anywhere near that at all. I just lay <laughs> on the floor and just, <laughs> it was just like, stranded tried it. walrus. Go on, describe like that. Describe it's, the stranded walrus, Les. It's the ab, ab exercise when you sit uh, with the legs in front of you and then you have full rotation of the legs. So you have to turn to the tummy and then go back on your sitting. So the legs are straight all the time. And one of our, on one of the classes, one of the ladies said, oh, that's like a stranded walrus. <laughs> and we just stuck to it. <laughs> that's brilliant. I love that. Uh, it's, so it's we've, got really all, we've got all sorts of silly names. Uh, we've got the hamstring stretch, which somebody said, oh, it's a Beyonce bat. So we call it that Beyonce bat. <laughs> People come up with names and it just stays and it stays. Yeah. It's, funny it's, just, it's it. like the modern version of how Kata names were created, I imagine. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's this called? Ours, oh, smash and destroy someone. There we go. That's good enough. <laughs> and then must, yeah. <laughs> Today. Yeah. For me, the... the uh, huge part of what I'm doing is uh, you have to be relaxed so even in the dojo we are not um, kind of strict you know lines and stuff with cracking jokes and mm. uh, and conversate all them and I'm fine find that uh, people learn quicker especially yeah, I would agree, my, yeah. my elderly uh, I'm teaching them five years we now done the 10 katas so they can perform 10 katas not perfectly but for med medication medication meditation um, and they said you know they don't 
get stressed on the class where they've been doing uh, Tai Chi, I think, before they said, and uh, the teacher said, oh, you still don't remember the form. You still don't remember the form. I just tell the people that you know, we've got one strict rule in our club and that's don't get stressed. You know, it's mm. get to be relaxing. People learn better, I think. Yeah, that's good. It's true. I think well, it's a, lot, a lot of people don't like it, though. Uh, oh, really? Tra- traditional martial artists. Uh, when I was posting my first videos and explanation what I'm doing on- online, I had a lot of um, kind of backlash. Or, oh, that's not traditional. Blah 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 blah. Well, I'm not from the traditional martial arts background because karate and doing was done in '86, '89. Mm-hmm. So we are modern. So I'm not bound to. Uh, I respect tradition, but I don't not bound to traditions. So yeah, that makes that's, sense. Yeah, it does absolutely. What, so, what what is for people that maybe don't know? What is your martial arts background? Uh, a brief so I'm, brief I'm rundown. My main, main thing is a thing called Shinaido Karate, which mm-hmm. is an offshoot from Kyokushin, a Polish offshoot in Kyokushin, um, heavily influenced by Ashihara Karate, so another offshoot of um, Kyokushin, and I done for uh, since 2002 uh, wrestling. Uh, Greco-Roman wrestling and then freestyle wrestling, the Olympic one. I done a bit of a boxing, bit of a Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but not not in a, a proficient level that I can be graded or um, claim that I've got experience. Mm. You know, I've been punched a few times in the face. Uh, stuck stuck a year in the I think MMA gym uh, with a, a guy you might know from MMA, quite tough one in UK, uh, Nick Hunter Chapman. He now migrated. He got the gym in all the shot not far. He, I think he was fighting for UK Championships title, uh, and I done BJJ as well um, here around for a year. Okay, that's good. Wrestling is something we don't have enough of over here. I don't think there's there's nowhere really that teaches freestyle or Greco. I, I know there's a sambo class around, but apart from they, that, in Derby they've got a really good um, wrestling club. Uh, under Gary Stringer uh, from Jukado. Oh. Um, Wolverhampton have a good wrestling club as well, I think. And Manchester, I think. Yeah, see, they're all quite far from us. So it's something I'd love to get into. I think uh, Joe Rogan said before that well, if, if anyone can learn anything, wrestling's a great one to learn, and I would agree. Yeah. It's, it's just the, the ability to take somebody down and not be taken down is something that, especially karate, you don't see enough people practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that for children is um, exceptional um, because it gives you the flexibility. They're doing a lot of um, acrobatics, mm. plus the immense strength, strength you're getting from it is just uh, unbelievable. So as we don't have a wrestling here, I do some stuff with my son. Uh, he went for gymnastics because that's the second best, in my opinion. But uh, wrestling changed completely my view of karate. You just you know, um, simple things like um, outside locker. Our wrestling coach said, uh, why are you blocking this? Why not pull them? And he tried, and it's like, well, that's obvious. That's what it is for. So it's kind of, uh, that's my kind of niche in UK karate. So people kind of coming to me and uh, want to learn a bit more throwing the way I throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian Abernathy is good with throwing as well, but he's doing the judo throws. Yeah. Um, so in wrestling, you don't rely on, on grabbing the... Um, clothing mm. is more kind of grab here, so so wrestling is kind of a bit different approach. And it's actually quite funny when we're training together with Ian on occasions. It's like, uh, oh, shut up again, shut up again. Let's try your way, let's try your way. 
Um, so it's a bit of a difference and we completely differently built with Ian. So things he can get away with, I can't because I weigh only 60 kilos, 68 kilos. So if I try to do it his way, I'm beyond somebody um, down on the floor. Yeah, so, you know, good fun. So, speaking of wrestling, what, how this this might be an interesting one for people to listen to. How how do you, what are kind of the things you would maybe say to people who've never done that kind of training before to um, introduce? What are the kind of the basics, the core basics you think people would need to learn? Uh, being flexible, spine. It's completely different um, approach with the spine. In karate, yeah. we all been told straight up and yeah. keep your spine you need to be flexible um it's so easy to be thrown when you stiff on spine you're just mm. um, like a stick it's very easy that was the biggest shock for me when i started sparring with the wrestlers because they've been just picking me up and throwing like like they wanted uh, mm. there was no no resistance for me i try really hard and they're just flying and then with my coach telling me you know relax your spine be more flexible move to the side move back more lean forwards um, whatever into the so that would that be the first thing which I would change, uh, which I changed in my my approach. So we're working more like a boxers, uh, mm-hmm. so the flexible spine. Um, it's kind of difficult to describe it. Um, technically, uh, learn to grab and uh, and kind of sprawl and defend uh, being grabbed. You know, you have to stay away from the from the wrestler. If you grab and you don't have experience, you're going down. Mm. Simple as that. Yeah, I, I I love it when I hear people say, "Oh, I don't need to worry. I, I'm good enough with my hands. I won't get taken down." And you think, mm, "Yeah, you will." <laughs> we we had yes, this long conversation with my wrestling coach. He's he's now nearly seventy. Mm. Um, he's actually meant to be in UK in October, but I don't think so. That's gonna happen. Mm. Um, and we've been saying, "Well, what about people punch you?" And he said, "Well, I just put the elbow over my face and charge forward." And I go, if I grab you, you're done. Mm. I can take a couple of punches, but I'm covered. So I grab mm. you and you're done. And yeah. you know, some of the, the, the throws are very vicious. You can do it safely or you can do it very dangerously. Um, so you've got a really nice cut. Yeah, hello. You want to join in? All right, thanks for that. <laughs> Away. <sighs> anyway. That's the Khabib school of fighting. That's what me and Sue, that's our favourite school of fighting. Yeah. Grab, take down, smash. Yeah. But you know, more, more, more and more um, schools in UK doing grappling, which is great. Um, mm. More people are aware of that uh, kind of uh, missing part of it. And then karate, as you, as you know, because you, you're in practical stuff as well now, isn't it? Mm. It's so much more than punch and kick and block, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. In one of your classes that we did, um, you did Basai Dai, and you did nothing yeah. but throws through Basai Dai. Every single section of it, you showed how it can be um, applied as a takedown, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mostly of it. Yeah. Most of it, but ev- almost every direction you found something to, to show. Yeah, it was yeah, so good. That's kind of. Um, I don't know. I think if I started wrestling before karate, I would never go into karate. Because I love cuddling, I love throwing, um, but because I done it for a few years before with karate, uh, I kind of fell in love in karate as well. So punching, we although we had the throws and takedowns in our karate anyway, uh, we done, but it wasn't to that level that you like you say with Basai Dai that you can take somebody down from any position you are in, or throw it or you know 
that have five different throws where the arm just travels and does something different. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, you can. Do, for me, most of the kata are filled with the throws, but it might be my bias because I like it. So that's why I always say, you know, I don't, uh, don't necessarily do what I, I do. I'm just showing my way of thinking and uh, how it possibly mm. can be. If you can punch, great. Um, for as well for us, joint locks and and throws are more uh, setups to a punch. So you you prep somebody using it and 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 then finish it with the punch or kick and and get away. Mm. I think that's like, like I remember Ian saying before, thinking about throws and kata that if you if you don't have any grappling history, you won't see them because you don't know what you're looking for. I guess now you with that wrestling background, you can look at a movement and a posture and, and recognise that it might be for breaking somebody's balance and it's not a ridiculous turnaround and block while you're looking in the other direction or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's always a good chat with Ian because I think his um, background in, in uh, judo gives him the kind of uh, similar perspective. So mm. I always enjoy uh, chatting with Ian and exchanging ideas what it could be and what it could not be. Um, yeah, it's always good. Mm. So you might say that's your bias, but it's not necessarily bias. It's more a case of you know how that kind of thing works, so you know what to look for. Mm. You're looking for the movement and you're seeing, like you say, what it could be because you're seeing a movement and you think, yeah, I recognise that. So, And that's that's been, it's been nice for me being in your class, virtual class, you know, seeing that way of... Um, of teaching it's, it's you know not you know i've not seen all of that through bass eye before so it's um it's, it's kind of switched my brain on to um again going to to um learn from different teachers uh-huh. yeah yeah well, you know? I, I was i was fortunate that um my teacher always uh, encouraged us to do um stuff with different teachers so since day one, we've been encouraged to go on seminars and learn different arts and, and stuff because if you don't know something you don't know how to fight it so, kind of, um, that was installed in me to go and and, and look for uh, odd stuff. So I've been through all my life going for different dojos and uh, and training mm. with different peoples, and I enjoy that. Mm. I was I read that in your book that you went to one. Um, I'm afraid I can't remember what stage it was at, but was it in the UK that you went to one and and you said, "Sorry, we've only done the basics," and then grading came around, but then you still just did the basics and then the next grading came around and you were still just doing the basics yes yes and uh i've been kicked out from that club yeah so i decided to open on my own and i said to them because i don't teach children uh at the moment and and my my goal was not to teach children uh i'm not my my change my mind with the minor kids and more people are is asking me to teach children again they used to teach in poland um, but I said, you know, I'm opening a club. I've got lots of people coming to me with uh, want to do children. How? Let's cooperate. So I'm going to send you kids because I don't teach them, but you're going to allow your students to um, to train with me. And um, they said no. <laughs> they said, no, they expelled me from the club, uh, which was fine. I started, but um, funny enough, half of that club uh, went with me to train. Because I was with them year and I've been showing after class what, how we would do stuff and they liked it. And... Um, one of that pair of people is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so it was love from first punch, as she described. Oh, that's brilliant. That's really sweet. 
maybe that could be the name of the title. Yeah. Yeah, so love, love at first, at first punch. punch. I think that's a good title. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Well, we're still happily married, and uh, as you see, I can throw her about on our classes if I don't have another tools. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this lock lockdown is um, bringing uh, different ideas of training, you know, because I'm basically uh, my most most of my classes are uh, partner together, so we don't do much of a kihon and uh, we do katas and stuff like that, but um, mainly it's uh, with a partner. So I try to explain something. I'm lacking of a partner. If Anna is with um, our younger one, is not sleeping. So I've got a range of uh, different toys which I'm showing from the big elephant to a mm -hmm. tiny snake. And I try to improvise and show applications on the, on the toys. Yeah. And so got a great partner, a big teddy bear. I did. It was the <laughs> biggest teddy bear in the world I have. <laughs> it, was, it was like a present from when I was about 17 years old and I've kept it. It's a great big thing. useful now. Yeah. strangled it beat it up gave it a good <laughs> kicking like i knew this would come in handy one day <laughs> yeah so no that was a really clever way of doing it but um nice approach you know because like again it kept it not too not stressful kept yeah, it well, funny my, my, wife, my wife said that i'm traumatizing our child as you can see i'm doing a uh, bunkai stranglings on the her teddy bears she's gonna be mm. traumatized <laughs> <laughs> oh well make lots of money you can pay our therapist fees one day yeah there you go i actually i actually think she's gonna be a, a, a kind of a sport girl she's uh my max likes to um wrestle and stuff but uh lauren is just jumping on me all the time and trying to take him to the floor and she's only a year and three months so i think she's gonna be more uh, kind of wrestling orientated than him mm. But I prob probably because she's seeing him jumping on me and, and doing together throws and stuff. So, yeah, oh, they're going well, to be well trained children in the art of taking people down. I hope so. <laughs> At a very young I age. Not, I, I try to not force them because you know how it is. You, you parents mm. putting their um, failed dreams try to install to children. I try to stay away from that and make yeah. it purely their choice. If they want to do martial arts, great. If they don't want it, uh, they don't have to. So I'm not forcing Max. And <laughs> usually I do katas in the garden. And he comes, Daddy, can I do a kata with you? I say, yes, okay. Five seconds later, ah, oh, heavy enough. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> it's too boring <laughs> for him. So they both love gymnastics. So we we made spending most of the time in gymnastics and swimming. So mm. one thing I've noticed with kata actually is I've seen a lot since lockdown. I've seen a lot of the Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys doing kata. Yeah, that's, previously, that's quite funny, isn't it? Who previously have said, what what use is kata? And you, you see, I've seen like loads of people, I know John Danahar released a solo drills video or something like that. You think, oh yeah, okay, now, now it's, it's starting kata. to make sense. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think it's going to be brilliant for, for karate and, and katas itself. Um, people are going to start appreciating more. Uh, mm. and I think there'll yeah. be more understanding. If you look on the different, um, you know, drills and different... Um, martial arts doing or sports doing them now um i think people are gonna be more open up for it yeah, yeah. i agree i think they'll understand more what they're for mm. you know just just the the most for pandemics catter <laughs> 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 yeah. in the time of covid <laughs> yeah COVID. Well, no, I, think, I think it's brilliant i think it's brilliant and uh 
and it's going to grow in popularity. Because, you know, kata is a great um, tool for people who have poor health, uh, physical health or, or mental health as well. Um, just the relaxation of it uh, and following the movements. And it's not destructive for your body. If you do it cleverly, of course, you can do it. Uh, you're going to destroy your knees and stuff. But um, if you take caution, it's, it's just a great way of um, exercising. Mm. I mean, you like to use it as um, as an actual vo uh, vehicle for meditation, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, yeah, we, we um, is that my elderly group, which I mentioned before. Um, I used to uh, do uh, um, walking for health. I used to be a walk leader, walking for health. So we had um, about 60 to 80 people from, from raging age from about 40 to 90 um, going through the cancer and different illnesses and stuff like that. So we done um, walks for them. And one day they've been talking, we've been talking what I'm doing and stuff like that. And they said that um, they've been doing Tai Chi, but the prices went from five pounds to 15. So they would not afford to do it. Uh, wow. Guildford is quite pricey. Um, so I said, well, I don't know Tai Chi, but if you want, we can try to um, sort out something with katas. And we started our Taiso project, so body conditioning. Um, and they loved it. Uh, we've got about 30, 30 people now in two locations uh, around Guildford doing that. Um, so we do an hour of meditation in kata um, and half an hour biscuits and tea, which is the most, most important part of that class. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great because... Um, it brought people together, so um, the, the, uh, my core group was 15 people who barely known each other. Now that group is well, like one family, so they're going, I don't know what they're doing now, uh, except sitting at home and chatting together online. But before all this pandemic, um, they've been going for like markets and Christmas markets and stuff like that together. Okay. So, so they uh, stopped being lonely at home without family and had the friends which they can go out and do stuff together and you know we do a lot of displays for council so we always go for a cup of tea a coffee after and cake and, and have a fun and meet up and, and they're great people so that's kind of how it started and uh, yeah they liking it and that's getting more popular more more instructors now is um, contacting me how to do it with karate because they found that there is a market you know uh, there's lots mm -hmm. of elderly people in uk who are excluded from activities and, mm -hmm. and karate can bring them together, give them something which is unusual. Uh, you know, it's a foreign culture, Japanese culture, if you want to do it that way. Um, and exercising together is great for um, bringing people together and making relationships. So mm. that's how I view it. And in my area, actually, um, Guildford Council uh, and uh, in particular, uh, Project Aspire, which they've been helping me and giving me funding for starting another clubs. Uh, I'm appreciating the, what we do and, and they love it. So, so they're promoting it quite heavily, which is a, kind of a surprise because uh, usually projects like that are like, uh, yeah, okay, you can do it. You have to do it on your own. And here is quite a lot of support for that. I think projects like that um, are popular because they hit several boxes. You know, mm. they are, they tend to hit um, um, lots of well-being boxes in terms of they, you know, they promote connection as well as learning, as well yeah. as physical activity. So when you get something that's kind of interesting and unusual and brings people together, I think those projects often do really well. And, and it's evidenced by the fact that you've got 15 people at least who are doing it on a solid basis. That's fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so now we, we're trying, I got involved with um, 
my uh, this is we call it a similar karate. Uh, because there's no, there's no applications and stuff like that. It's purely just just kata for meditation, yeah. Uh, but my other project is the uh, karate for mental health, um, and we've got some funding as well. And different organizations now uh, give us a, all been stopped because of the COVID, but they approach me with the support, so they want to uh, fund classes for for people who are not afford to have them. I've got few few students who are not paying uh, for classes because they are have a background of uh, mental health, like depression and, and other other trauma and stuff like that. So so they don't pay for classes. They only pay for insurance a year, and then they can train and try to support club whatever they can. So are they doing the flyers or leaflets or whatever? Um, but now I managed to get contact with few organizations who are willing to. Uh, pay for the classes, so that the people have to apply for uh, funding and they they be able to afford paying for the classes. And I think that's a huge thing because um, it brings that dignity back. Mm. Uh, because if people are not afford to pay, uh, they feel very down. They're embarrassed about it. Yeah, um, they, sh- they shouldn't be shouldn't be like that because you know if if we we agreed with all the class that um, those who can pay. They pay. It's the same with my online classes. I do based on uh, donation. The Tuesday one is on donation. So if people are finding it value, they drop some money to my account. If not, I'm happy to teach for free. Um, so we have the same in the club. The people who afford paying agree that uh, we need to support people who can't. And um, there's no problem. Nobody says, oh, you know, this person didn't pay. Although I'm not. I'm not saying who's paying, who's not paying. It's between me and the person. But uh, yeah. they ever said mentioned about the oh, I think that those people not pay. And I think that's the that's the great great way to um, uh, empower people. Mm. They can come and they don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it goes back to the thing we've said before about karate being for everyone. I think mm. the, the the model you've got really proves that it can be. Um, you know, it doesn't always have to be this brutal application based stuff that we often talk about but like you can be the complete opposite and be a meditative meditative thing it's really cool yeah so don't get me wrong i, I do like to um get in fights and uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. And, yeah and do all the stuff um but yeah it's got a multifunction i think that's uh, that was one of the um i posted on ian adrenaphi forum uh i posted the meditation and then my next post was uh i think application for shuto mawashuki and somebody, I don't know if it was Ian or somebody said, how come you're going, you're two-faced, you've got this meditation stuff and then you're throwing people around so brutally. <laughs> 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 so, you know, it's kind of uh, two sides of the same coin, I suppose. Yeah. So, uh, I enjoy both. Um, I've got lots of feedback from people who do for meditation that it's changing their lives um, for better. A, mobility, B, mental health, um, calming down. And and got a few people who had a, uh, uh, road rage episodes and they start training with us and they say now they don't have it so so i'm, I'm yeah. glad it's helping people that's the main thing that's really cool yeah sorry i was just going to say something else i know that you like to get into fights because again i was reading your your book and um i was i just have to say this story because it was really funny that you got like well and truly drunk before the first time you did a competition oh yeah yeah <laughs> I just that just really tickled me. You're just really nervous that everything was going to go wrong, so you drank too much. Yeah, well, that's kind of because uh, my father was an alcoholic, so I kind of yeah. learned, I suppose, approach. If you got a problem, get drunk. 
Mm. Um, so I had two, two really um, kind of changing my, uh, my mind episodes with drinking. One was that competition. Uh, went for a competition. Uh, I was so stressed. So I went to the bar and uh, my friends drank one beer. I, I drank about eight. Uh, wake up in the morning and uh, really not knowing where I am, what I'm doing. But um, I took the third, third or second place. I can't remember. Yeah, it's <laughs> amazing. It was really impressive. You beat a, beat a black belt that day. It's impressive. Yeah, I think I think it was more luck. I think I was so stressed and numbed by the adrenaline that I just didn't feel. Mm. Uh, plus alcohol, so didn't have time for thinking and escaping. But mm. yeah, I, I I am aware that. Uh, I'm not a fighter, well, I, know I like fighting, but I, I'm not a competition fighter. When I win uh, one bout, I'm well pleased with myself and there's no motivation to go farther. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm more like an MMA fighter, go for one fight, that's it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a competition in karate when you go to six, uh, seven fights in a row and uh, in, row, in a day, uh, yeah. I don't have a mindset. I'm, I'm a better coach than, uh, than a fighter. Yeah, that. That's true. I think that's one thing that people people often say. How can how can coaches who aren't great fighters be a good coach? But it's it's a different skill. It's a completely different skill. Yeah. You know, most of the uh, great boxing coaches never fought like um, Cosdamato. He never mm-hmm. fought. He got created Mike Tyson. You know, in football, you look in football. Um, coaches not always are. Uh, footballers yeah, you know, yeah absolutely coaches and i don't i don't know why this view in karate is that uh they you cannot coach if you haven't get 10th done or five feet done or whatever done you want to mm. you can learn the skill of if you've got a good perception of um teaching and seeing the body mechanics you can basically teach anybody doing stuff correctly um so that's my my viewpoint but yeah uh, I think that what karate is like lacking, that was actually surprising for me in UK, because in Poland at the time where I was there, um, you had to have a, a national qualification to teach, right. to teach sports, sports and coach karate. Uh, in UK, there's nothing, you know, you've got all different organizations doing different stuff, uh, which not always is great, um, greatly done. Uh, but there's no one national body who... Um, supervise what the qualification should be and what skills should be. Mm. So yeah, we have the positives of that and, uh, and the negatives as well. So kind of restricted to one organization and they can abuse that power and um, extract money. That's what's happening in Poland. You know, we pay a lot of money for a, a kind of a medium medium quality course um, to just get the paper. Nobody mm. wanted to study it properly. Just you know, go through the through the process, get the, get this certification of your goal so that's the way it is yeah but there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff in uk so i done my um karate disability coaching so i'm trying to um, to kind of modify and adjust classes for the people with disability and that was done for uh, first for sport mm-hmm. organization so it was quite interesting mm, that's cool yeah. I was um, I was also just going to touch on um, something else you did the other day, which was um, which I think was I think you mentioned was useful for some of the different abilities in your class was using stories for Kata to teach them. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was that was very uh, so clever. That was really clever. Um, speaking as someone who's you know obviously not a kid, but it was a, a really quick way to learn it. To to it was, learn. It was, actually... uh, was it Tensho? 
tensho, yeah, we done tensho. But I do that to uh, to every every kata, and that's only for my elderly, um, because they couldn't remember the moves. Uh, <laughs> so I try uh, quite a lot of different stories, and we hit the spot with uh, cleaning the house. I think because most of uh, my class is ladies, so <laughs> not that the men doesn't idea, right idea at home. Um, but they can relate to it, so you know, checking for dust and wiping and using sponge and stuff like that. So um, it works very well. It works very well for me. Um, especially sounds, like a, sounds like a good COVID cutter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can do it at home. Uh, uh, but it takes away that, you know, in karate we're using a lot of Japanese terminology. Not everybody wants to do it, A, and B, no, not everybody can remember it. Especially in old age, remembering new things is kind of uh, restricted or, or getting to slower so telling a story which you can relate because you've done it um it just improves the, the um, learning process much quicker glad you glad you liked it so. <laughs> i did i was quite pleased to learn a, quite a lot of a brand new kata in about half an hour it's nice it's a, it's a great you know. kata you do you do guys take your on a hunting don't you yeah yeah so so tension and something is kind of uh, equivalent in yeah in yeah because in, in Kyokushin and, and all the offshots, you've got all the mixture of uh, Shotokan and Gojikata. Yeah. Um, so we do Basai Dai and we do um, a science, you know, whatever you want. So kind of half-half. Yeah. Uh, mm. I did get very mixed up when we were doing Basai Dai, though. I think, oh, yeah, I think there's, a, there's a couple of things that are completely different uh, when you turn around the first time. And by the f time I copied what you were doing, I was completely confused about what it is that I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Uh, because we done it, uh, uh, so I changed kata for my meditation. Uh, I get, uh, I'm getting rid of all the stuff which might be harmful for for elderly. Uh, yeah. So the uh, sunshine positions and wherever there's a pressure on knees or very odd movements, um, I replace them with something which is more easier. Yeah. Uh, but the naihanchi which we was doing which was the tachimura naihanchi, so so it's different. It's, oh, I've never learned that. That looks really um, interesting there. I only learned it um, superficially. Uh, no, I let, no, you know, um, karate obsession. Yeah, yeah, it. no, yeah. He does a lot of the the um, yeah. Kishimoto D or something. Kishimoto, isn't it? yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But he gave me some instructions, but we uh, concluded that if I don't to be using only for uh, movements, there is no point for me going into the depth of it. So mm. I'm not that skilled on it. I know the pattern. And I modified that a little bit for a more stretching and balance mm. uh, and kind of um, uh, trunk mobility for, for yeah. my students. So the, the form looks nearly nearly similar, but there's no combative to it. Uh, I do kind of a different Naihanchi, more more standard one, um, which is odd as well because uh, it's got the legs of Naihanchi, but the hands mostly from um, Shotokan. So mm. the, the motion is more uh, more kind of opening because that kind of suits my way of thinking more. So that's another point which people are getting a bit aggravated with me that um, I'm modifying kata as I please, um, what works for me. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I think that's exactly what you should do. Yeah, I've, exactly. I've, uh, yeah, I don't I don't see any reason why people shouldn't do that. Um, it, it's funny that people get attached to that. Um, my master was doing it that way. Well, Funakoshi taught this way, yeah, but Funakoshi changed it. So mm. why should you not change it? Mm. When when your teacher has been changing stuff, it was for a reason. My teacher always said, you know, um, if I was asking him oh, what that technique does, he said, what do you think? It was frustrating on the beginning, you know. Why don't you just tell me? Mm. What do you think? What do you think? 
but it gives you in a habit of critical thinking and mm. finding ways for yourself. And he always said, you know, you have to make karate your own. It's it's not you're not you're not meant to be my copy. You need to find your own way. Mm -hmm. That's what I try to install in my students as well. You know, everybody needs to find their own way. Um, and I think that's the only only proper way to do it. Yeah. The, the shuhari, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I I I think again, the 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 never changing kata thing. I think just comes from people. I don't know how to say it, but they're they're overprotective of of what they want because they think it's the only way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. From back in the day, they they don't want people going elsewhere to learn something that might be better. My teacher always was saying a funny story. Um, I, I tried to uh, make it be more polite. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, everybody's doing a low squat into a kibadachi, and the master does a very um, bizarre grim on his face. On his face. So all the students um, doing the same, and nobody was bothered to ask Sensei why Sensei you doing that face. Uh, and then nobody knew because he didn't want to say this embarrassing thing that he he'd got the hemorrhoid. So every time when he was squatting, it was painful. But the tradition said, when we do kibadashi, we do that face. So that's kind of how people <laughs> learn. And, you know, you're not aware why. And that's what happens. That's a good, that's a good, I like that. It makes sense. <laughs> it makes you wonder what, what other things, what, what things are we actually doing that we're doing for ridiculous reasons that we don't yeah. know about? Yeah. Well, I think that another example is... Um, uh, the steps in, in different katas and, and changes that, you know, people just run out of the room and they change in direction. Yeah. People looking for it in, you know, secret techniques and not making sense is probably because the simplest answer was they run out of the room. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes the simplest answer is normally the correct one. Yeah, usually is. Yeah. Well, again, I think that's what the um, this COVID thing has, has taught us is that that's what you do if you need to adapt something you've done it everyone's doing it everyone's learning cast loads of people are demonstrating i can't i think you have less but certainly i think andy allen has shown it as well and other people this is how you do a cat when you can only go two steps forward yeah. so step forward step back step forward into the next move step back yeah. and they're showing it that way constantly so that you can see how kata ends up evolving yeah exactly, because exactly. it's a template is all yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a concept, you know, you can modify kata as much as you want. If it works, it works. If not, not. So it doesn't matter how you're going to do it. And that's that's the other thing which uh, people picking up on me sometimes because um, I, I'm not about the aesthetics of the kata. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to look good. It, it I need to work uh, for my students. So, um, so they're doing an ugly kata, but they know what they're doing. So, so I usually... It's it's like you know um, I don't know if you've been with us when I've been teaching Tensho to Ben and Alison from um, Shorinji uh, no Shoryu and uh, and we done it with applications because people learn better if you know what you're doing the movement is there uh -huh. uh, so I teach kind of parallel I yeah. don't teach first the kata I usually start with the movements and then we do kata on the end of the class mm. and, and people just learning quicker if they know what they do. But the drawback is the, the techniques are not that perfect, you know. It's not so snappy and stuff, but uh, at least they know what they're doing. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think that makes perfect sense. So I think aesthetic technique, a good technique is a good technique. You know I mean, a good punch yeah. is going to look good if it's effective. Just because it doesn't look 
you know, karate good yeah. doesn't mean it's not a good punch. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. Francis Ngannou at the weekend was a scary, scary fighter, and that punch wasn't a technically perfect punch, but it knocked the guy out in twenty seconds. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it works. Well, yeah, you know, it punches the punch. So um, there are different ways of uh, punching you there. It's one of the um, Polish boxers said, um, I don't know if I'm going to translate it um, properly, that uh, there is no resistant people to punching. There are people punch incorrectly, if that makes sense. Yeah. If you get a good punch on a good spot, there's no way you're going to stand, stand yeah. down. So. Yeah, it's true. I was going to ask something else as well. And... Oh, yeah, I just wanted to say again, on the end of your classes, I just really like the fact that you always come up at the end and ask for feedback immediately. Mm-hmm. Do you do that yeah. in all of your classes? Because I noticed that that's your class structure, yeah. that your published yeah. class uh, structure, that you do that, that that's standard for you. So Yeah, yeah. I, I can't teach effectively if I don't know what people like or not like. Do you do that every class? You ask yep. the class to, to give every, you feedback every, on the class? Every class, yeah. Usually when, wow. we, do stre- when we do stretching on the end, uh, I ask people for feedback. I learned that because um, I've got people with a hard of hearing, so I've got a girl who she's profoundly deaf, uh, and she's a great, great person for feedback, and that's how I'm learning to kind of address uh, people's needs. So, for example, uh, it was a struggle because I used to talk like this, you know, you're explaining something, and then she said, I can't see your lips, I don't know what you're talking about as well as uh, my accent sometimes is uh, kind of muddling things up. So it comes up very funny stories sometimes, um, like a whale in a male. I can't remember what I was trying to say, but I said, what? What male? What, what whale in the male? <laughs> sometimes I need to have a third person to translate what I'm saying. Um, that's what uh, we started to use a bit of a um, kind of uh, sign language to uh, make it easier for her. But yeah, if you don't ask, don't ask, you never know what people, you know, people will not come to you as a teacher and tell you, oh, this was bad, this was uh, better, that's what I liked. People keep it for yourself, if you don't ask them. Mm. Yeah, that's ask, true. They, they're going to tell you. So I always ask for the feedback if people like it, because, you know, if people don't like something, there's no point in me teaching it that way. Mm. I need to find a way that people enjoy in it, because they're gonna, then they're going to learn it. I've been uh, in school taught six years of Russian language by force. So we had to, we've been under a communist influence, so we had to learn Russian. And I still don't, don't know it. Six years. And resistance was, uh, no, I'm not going to learn it, and I didn't. I regret it now, but hey ho. <laughs> you know, so if you don't like something, there's no way you're going to be forced to learn it. Mm. Yeah, it's true. So if that's people true. enjoy it, they're going to learn quicker. So that, that's kind of my philosophy. Yeah. yeah. It's very true, and people are relaxed and happy. They'll show up more often and try harder, you know, to a degree, certainly, definitely, and um, have a much better time. And it sticks when you do that. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's, it's not that we don't have a kind of structure to the class. It's not that everybody Mm. comes and laughing and do whatever they want. It's kind of a a natural respect. So, so, you know, when we're training, we're training, we're focusing too much talking during the class is dangerous because people don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. So when, I, when people joining, I explain everything, how we work and stuff, but there's no that, you know, they need to raise their hand if they want something. Uh, 
they can go for a drink whenever they want. Uh, usually I do a lot of um, breaks for drinking, so at least 15, 20 minutes in the class we have a water break. If we do pad work, uh, every after pad work we go and have a drink. Uh, so it's kind of more a wrestling structure than a karate structure. Yeah. Uh, which some people don't like it, you know, some people looking for that regimented um, structure and that's mm. what, uh, what they're expecting from karate. So, so people come in, don't like it, don't go, but I never, never force people to stay and I'm not trying to keep people. I, I like small clubs. Uh, financially, it's not great, but um, the teaching wise, it, it's superb. I, I really like it and it's like a family, you know. Mm. Uh, um, so that, that's how I do it and enjoying it, yeah. I think it's yeah. more the, the the Western way of teaching as opposed to the Japanese way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. It's, it's finally now people over here and in the States and, and different places like that are starting to realise that it's okay to teach mm. in the way that you would normally teach rather mm. than trying to imitate, poorly imitate the Japanese way of doing it sometimes. I think mm. people are realising yeah, it's I, fine. I, I, from what I read from the you know, historical books and stuff like that, in Okinawa it was the same. You know, for mm. people who've been in Okinawa, it's more relaxed. It's not mm. that... Um, pre-war uh, getting ready for a uh, death yeah approach um you know it's just, i think it's natural you've got a good connection with the teacher it, you feel relaxed yeah mm. yeah and and i think it's something that you've you've referenced before and it's something that i related to very very hard les which was um you know when you're going into a class and you're worried about it your head is just constantly full of what can go wrong yeah, exactly. how you're going to screw it up and how you're going to end up looking like a fool and how you're going to mess it up and it's a it's a horrible way to go to training and the more and more that gets undone by teachers who are completely welcoming totally in charge making sure that you're clear and safe and having a good time ian abernathy's safe productive and fun cycle thing that that always mm. goes on is such a you know having that in there always because I, yeah. I know that you'd said that too, that that was always your feeling about going to classes. How is this going to go wrong? How is yeah, this, well, you know? I, I still got that feeling because that's the, that's the kind of reminiscence of my own anxiety. So I always worry as a teacher what I'm going to uh, do wrong and how I'm going to ruin the class. In, in, oh, really? No, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I'm really stressed. I'm getting better at managing it. But uh, yeah, I always been worried, especially if I start a new class and I don't know people. Uh, that kind of... Um, judgmental environment is, uh, is getting me really really stressed you know because mm-hmm. um, we, we all want to be liked and and do stuff which people like but not it's not always working but then sometimes you're just getting um uh, wind up by yourself so in my other class i've got a lady she is 90 years old she's uh, two years now with my class she's got a very poor balance and she was always grumpy and i was sure she hates my classes Till I spoke to her once and she said, no, I can't hear you. I'm deaf. That's why that's my expression. And I was making a story in my head that she hates the classes. I don't know why she's coming. Whatever I say, she doesn't. She looks puzzled at me and she doesn't want to, you know, talk to me too much when I'm at distance. And I just, you know, you met her better and explain, ask. That's what the, I don't know. Have you been on my class when I've been talking about uh, adjustments for uh, disability and stuff? Yeah, in one in that one class where we did um where we did meditation. Yeah. So you talked so, about it then, how how you modified the different different things. Go on, talk talk about that, what you do. So so st- starting to uh, going back to my thoughts. So so that's why I always now ask people 
because you've got the people coming through the doors who are disabled or have some issue, they won't tell you. They're not mm. going to raise the hand in front of people and say, well, I've, I've got MS or whatever, uh, whatever other disease or problem they've got. They will not tell you. But if you welcome them by the doors, being friendly and, and expose yourself. So I always say to people, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I probably won't remember your name. I've got a very good memory, but very short. And I won't remember your name. Uh, I'm getting stressed sometimes with new people and stuff like that. You're opening that channel that they can tell you, and you know, asking, how can I make these classes better for you? So mm. I, I'm referencing to MS because I've got a student, great student, um, Jason, who suffers. He's, he's nearly 30 years old. He barely walks. Um, his spine is crooked. But he's on the classes. He's doing pad work. But I have to modify it. So I cannot tell him kick the Mawashigeri Jordan uh, 20 times because he can only lift the leg up to his knee and then he loses balance. So I just do more handwork. And them as well with my students that, uh, let's say, they might be a class with everybody does something else. So the frame is pad work. We're doing combination, let's say, left, right and kick. But some people are going to do left, right and right hook or whatever you know modification I can do or a different kick or, or no, no squat. Or, or something so that's kind of puzzling for people who are starting with us because you know they, they look around and everybody does something else what should I do but that's my job to my job to manage it and, and explain to people you know that's why I, I have um, students who uh, people not correcting each other I try to stop people um, correcting because then let's say white belt or new person looks on the yellow belt who correcting the orange belt we don't have orange but different color belt and mm. they get confused so it's not me being uh cocky that you know i know everything and correcting i just try to save people from uh getting confused mm. but i encourage questions during the class so if somebody doesn't understand some something they have to ask straight away i'm not waiting till the end uh because then they forget yeah. uh, anyway, so, so i, I notice myself um uh doing uh kind of a bad thing because I think some things are understood without explanation. So, you know, it's natural for me, but it's not natural for other people. Yeah. So I kind of skip in it. And then yeah. I've got Raquel. Raquel is a, is a great person because she asks all the questions, even the silly one, silliest ones, which are usually the spot on questions, you know. Oh, but what does move for here? Oh, oh, it's just a move, you know, or, or whatever. Can't remember the, the exact... Um, kind of analogy for it but uh, you know you, you you sometimes concept you think that everybody knows because it's natural mm. for yourself and and it's not for other people so so that, that those questions during the class bring that problem out and uh, I can explain oh I meant that I'm so I'm very sorry I, I thought it's natural for people so mm. I think the main thing is to expose your your vulnerability I can say it, your your weaknesses to people uh, and, and and then it's uh, you know everybody got those. I'm not the godlike person who does karate and uh, knows everything, so mm. I'm still learning. Yeah, that's a great way to be. I think it it, it goes back to I think we've said before that karate is not a one size fits all. You know the, the fact that you tailor to every single person in your class is really good. I don't think enough people do that. I think it's growing. I think more. It's, oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 But I think the fact that you, as you said, you've got a model for how you teach. I think a lot of people would benefit from something like that. Because I know I've found before, it's, when, when you've got a load of different people, different 
shape sizes ages it is difficult to try and teach everybody at the same time yeah. um and and cater to everyone individually so yeah that's it's, mm. that's interesting it, 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 it takes time and practice it mm. takes time and practice um but funnily enough i've been re resisting that way i always wanted to teach like that and i was always <laughs> resisting and trying to uh to be like everybody else in karate karate world you know try to copy people and teach and uh, mm. And kind of uh, one day I just gave up on that one and decided now I want to do, you know, I went from karate and started doing more kind of MMA style because I thought that's going to be bringing more people into classes. But then I didn't feel confident with it and I think people felt it and my club completely fell apart. Uh, and then I decided now I'm just going to do what I like to do and uh, see what happens. And now it's growing. So by kind of limiting myself because uh, I'm mainly taking care of my children. So. I'm a full-time father staying at home and uh, playing karate in the evenings. <laughs> yeah, I think people. Um, I think people respond to it when you're teaching out of an authentic place. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you're teaching out of your own strengths, knowing knowing what you know, and you're mm -hmm. being truthful about it. Um, and you're like you say, you like to play to that. You you like to show your vulnerabilities. You like people to share theirs and feel at home with it. People respond to that. People just respond mm. to truth, I think. Mm. Yeah. So I think we've all been on the seminar when you walk in and uh, and you can feel that something is not right about a person who creates that image of a kind of a unapproachable sensei. You know, don't talk to me because I'm better and stuff like that. Uh, mm -hmm. I think everybody experienced that. And you can, you can, you can feel it, that it's, it's something's wrong. Something's not right. So. Mm. Mm. Yeah, as, as you know from my classes, uh, Sue, I'm kind of... Uh, a random person, so I don't. I'm not very um, well structured in my uh, explanations, so I kind of uh, go. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. No, I wouldn't say that. Maybe that's my image in my head, but uh, I think that might be the image in your head. It's always very clear to me. Um, okay. You know, no. and and that's that's pretty good because I mean, given that I'd never if trained with you before, if and it's I'm clear training to Siri, online. It must be clear. <laughs> <laughs> You said that, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get him back for that one day. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm normally the one asking the questions, aren't I? It's like, what? Where? Where is my hand going? I don't understand. <laughs> no, it's normally me, isn't it? But you need somebody to constantly ask the question, don't you? Because if, you do. if it's not clear, then it's not clear. Mm-hmm. But usually it's if nobody asks questions that uh, nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I must admit, I figured that out for the first time. I, I was um, I was 20 before I figured that out. Mm. And I asked a question in college. And I, I just, I took half an hour to ask the question because I didn't understand a word that was happening in that mm. class. Nothing made any sense. And so I put my hand up and I said, I'm so sorry, I just don't get this. I'm so sorry. And she said, okay, well, which, where did I lose you? And it's like, well, this whole subject makes no sense. And she looked around the room and said, well, that's extraordinary. Who, does anyone else feel like that? And the whole class put their hand up. <laughs> and what she'd done is she'd missed out a whole section and she'd not even noticed in her note. She'd missed out two classes. You see, and that's coming back to our feedback. If yes. If you give her a feedback, she wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, um, yeah, <laughs> someone has to ask that question. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I've been for years worried to ask questions, and then uh, now people don't like to go with me on seminars because I just don't shut up. 
<laughs> the question after question. Why this? Why that? Why? I would do it differently. I had to stop my wife though because uh, before kids we've been going together to uh, classes and uh, seminars, and she would have to be uh, stopping me from asking questions, especially coming from Poland. I was coming uh, uh, across as a rude person because we're asking direct questions. Um, it's not like in UK you're trying to be polite. You just ask what you think, and a uh, lot of times she's just in my ear, stop that, you can't say it like that. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I don't uh, I don't hold back. If I've got a question, it doesn't matter who's teaching. And I try to install that in my in my students as well. You need to ask questions. If you're not, you're not, you know, it's no point learning something which you don't understand and then just go more puzzled and try to find yourself when you've got the instructor there to tell you. Mm. So. Yeah, that's, good. that's a good point, yeah. Some <laughs> yeah, people well. don't like it, though. No, it's true. Why figure it out for yourself when you're the person that's supposed to be teaching you should know the answer? Yeah, or just give you a clue. Not, not necessarily yeah. have to tell you, but at least say, yeah. now, what do you think? Yeah. How do you, would you apply it? So there had to be flexibility in the techniques and learning as well. Oh, that's really interesting. So what, um, so you've learned, you've done karate and wrestling. Have you done any other kind of martial arts as well? I've I done BJJ for a year, but uh, I used to do a massaging for a living, so um kind of uh, massaging and fixing back problems uh, but one of the king guys there uh, pulled my elbow nearly to the other side of my arm so the joint other side so it was uh, that is nine weeks of uh, really painful and i decided uh, i can't really risk it i, I like bjj and i would like to uh, I, i'm gonna come back one day to it um but i decided that you know i i, I cannot i'm not the i can't afford um not be working at that time Mm. and have an injured arm and even now with two kids you know with one arm i can't catch them <laughs> gonna be running away and uh, and i can't catch them uh so i decided that uh we do some groundwork but it's very um, basic groundwork although one of my teachers who's teaching the uh, jukado Kempo in poland um they do a broad um groundwork so we take them concepts and whenever i can train with them i train with them and it's basically to get up and escape uh, mm. So not getting entangled in the uh, chess play of uh, BJJ, uh, it's where we can incorporate punches to get out, you do that, and, and just basic, you know, the, the, the basic um, solutions for groundwork we do. Um, mm. That's yeah. very practical, isn't yeah. it? That's a very practical yeah. way to do it. <laughs> you see, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uh, brushed into that self-defense practical stuff, um, but I'm actually not teaching self-defense at all. Uh, I never advertise it as self-defense and I don't feel comfortable doing self-defense because it's a so broad topic. Uh, I don't feel confident teaching the concepts of, um, you know, the all self-protection law and outside. We're trying mm -hmm. to move towards that, so I'm educating myself um, with Lee Sims and uh, Jamie Club yeah. um, seminars and stuff like that, but um, I don't teach. I, I do it as a hobby. I, I like... Uh, uh, aspect of mental health and health um, and I like um, anatomy and how we can bend people and throw people and stuff but uh, no I'm, I'm not the I'm in a practical circle but I'm not doing self-defense yeah well that's a very specific section of the training mm. isn't it just self-defense is mm. yeah. it's good that you're that honest about it as well because a lot of people wouldn't be so a lot of people would say yeah you know it's, it's self-defense, but the the fact that you you're honest about that, I think, speaks a lot about the confidence and what it is that you teach. 
Um, yes, I, you know, I had an unpleasant uh, accident in being involved in fights on the street, and my karate worked for me. So I think the side effect of handling the uh, the conflict is there in what I teach. So I'm kind of comfortable that my my students can perform, but it depends on on the personal personal preferences and and response of people. You know, some be free, some gonna run away and mm. and stuff. Um, but uh, that's not my main goal. Uh, mm. I like I like I like karate for the other purposes and and, and focusing uh, purely on self defense is for me uh, too restricting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been here for what nearly fifteen years. I haven't had a conflict that I couldn't talk myself out of it. So kind of knowing martial arts or not knowing martial arts is irrelevant. It gives you a confidence, but. Uh, I never thought that you know I have to uh, resolve anything by um, by force or punching anybody. I can I can chat chat myself out of it or just walk away. It's mm. mainly most most of the fights are ego, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, you know, that's bringing money. I suppose if you advertise your club as a self defense, kind of appealing to more people. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, we're going more and more into uh, mental health and stuff like that. That's my interest at the moment with karate and uh, working with the charities who who incorporated my, my karate as a support of the therapy. Uh, brings results, does make me happy. So we're going in this way. And um, I think after COVID, it's going to be a very important topic. Mm, yeah, I agree. It is. It is. There's going to be a lot of people with a lot of anxiety, agoraphobia. Mm-hmm. Depression yeah. coming out of this a lot. Yeah. You can see it online. People people either going very uh, productive and supportive, like Andy Allen, uh, Chris Hanson, Ian, uh, myself, and then you've got the other people who are just um, being very angry, angry pajamas. It's, you know, people attacking for everything. It's like mm-hmm. so just before your the session with you, I was reading the guy posted the stone breaking video. An amount of hate he had because he lifted the stone and broke it, not putting it on the floor on the, on other stone. So yeah, so yeah, it's easier to break that that stuff. But why hate so much hate to people? You know, or oh, you not impressed us with this blah 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 blah. Well, it doesn't matter. He wants to break stones like that. Let him break that stuff. Mm. It's just uh, it's it's more and more you see that in in karate groups, um, probably all over the internet with different groups as well. But I'm mostly kind of got the updates on Facebook and stuff um, for the karate groups. And it's lots of angry people, lots of angry people. I think because they cannot get out, you know, you're constrained, mm. you're like in a zoo, like animal in a zoo. I think or it's everywhere. One, yeah, one wall to the other wall and uh, and you're stuck with the same people and if you don't yeah. have a relationship at home, you're going to be angry. Yeah. Mm. And I was on, um, I went on Facebook a couple of times this week and um, I had to, you know, a couple of messages that I wanted to send to people and, and then you you instantly do the other thing and start having a quick scroll through. Yeah, yeah. And I suddenly realised after about fifteen minutes, when you get in that loop, don't you scrolling? I suddenly realised I I really 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 was annoyed, mm. and I hadn't just just from reading things, just normal things. It was just there was so much negativity on this, angry negativity. It was just too much. I think I think you're right. There's a lot of people very very upset frustrated afraid right now yeah well you know i, I can to understand to a certain degree but um, you know just do stuff what you like you know we're stuck with children i have to come up every day with new fun 
and stuff. It's tiring. It's stuff. But you know, you either look at it as a problem or you look at it as a ch positive challenge. So I take it as a challenge. I try to do a different stuff. Although I thought I'm going to be doing completely different things. I thought I'm going to focus more on writing books and stuff. But uh, my day goes with uh, trying to put children to uh, some useful workouts and do some schooling for Max when the other one sleeps and mm. put her to sleep. As you know, sometimes 10 o'clock in the evening, she's still fighting. And, uh, you know, no time for anything else, but you, you enjoy what you can. And that's how it goes. It won't last forever. We're going to mm. get out of this and um, get back to yeah. normal, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, whatever normal might be. Yeah. Yeah, normal's going to be a bit different for a while, isn't it? It's going to be yeah. a different normal, yeah. yeah. For a long while, I think we're going to have a, a version of a version of social isolation for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then you see, there's so much uh, great content now. It's just um, the online sector flourished. Well, I don't know yeah. what to watch, want to listen, you know, podcasts from you, podcasts from other people. Us, always us. Us, yeah, yeah. You're first. choice. You're always first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if I... you noticed, but you said you struggled with the link. So I apply, I posted my link from mine because mine allowed me to post your your um, podcast through the, the link. So I shared it through our social media. Oh, oh you did? You. Oh, thank you. That's really kind. Well, yeah, I, really, I don't know I, what's I really, going really... on with the nerds group. It's it's really weird. I posted... They hate um, us. They do. They Well, they, they... hate Greg. It worked <laughs> for me. They do hate me. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Now they're hating that. me by association because it always... Greg used to try and post it and they would be like, nah. No, so sorry. I would post it and it would go up. And I tried twice and Greg tried, tried twice. Mm. And we just... Can't can't seem to get uh, it to I, load. I, so. I haven't tried the nerds, but I posted through through mine. Uh, well, we appreciate through, that. Through your, mm, uh, thank you. So. No, I really enjoy your work. Uh, it's not being nice to you because I'm on on one of your podcasts, but uh, <laughs> I really really enjoyed it. I enjoyed. It. Right, good questions. What nice balance of uh, information and humor. I like it. Oh, that's good. That's kind of you to say. That's good. Feedback. That's the most important. Yeah, I was going to. I was, was going to say. say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I was going to say, so feedback, Les. What have you thought of our interviewing techniques so far today? <laughs> it's okay, you don't have to answer that. I'm not serious. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's really good. I like it. Oh, that's good. Thanks, thanks to Ian, because first time I heard about you from from Ian um, forum, so. Oh, okay. It's good. Yeah. Oh, well, and yeah, I mean, Ian's been great, hasn't he? Uh, Ian, Ian is great with helping people. I, I really, I don't know, you read it in my book. I had a completely different opinion about him when I arrived yes. here. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and more I know the, the guy, it's uh, just uh, my respect to him grows. Yeah, I actually it, wrote it on the side. I wrote wow beside that because you had that poor sensei thing this um this yeah, this yeah, idea yeah. that some some senseis believe that you must be poor and that if you decide to make your living out of teaching karate that you must be wrong in some way yeah yeah you're selling out and and not doing the yeah. quality stuff but you know luckily met Ian in person and he changed my mind and uh, i really appreciate and uh, i wouldn't be as popular with my book and stuff if not Ian. he he'd done a trem tremendous job of promoting it and he, he does that to everybody. He promotes mm. everything, which uh, is a huge respect, you know. But that's, that shows the confidence of the person is confident in his ability, you know. He doesn't treat us as a competition. He just mm -hmm. puts everything to uh, promoting. So I'm really, really happy with uh, that I met him and um, can say we are friends. Although from my perspective, I might be just an acquaintance. 
Um, if I say it properly, Aquantis, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, still learning English. <laughs> so are we, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, oh God, yeah. We're in Somerset, our English is dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, his, his forum is a great um, vehicle for uh, promoting people uh, from, from small to, you know, very popular people. And um, yeah, great, great platform. Mm, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Yes, and uh, and such a good seminar. He was his seminar was the first one I'd ever been to. Yeah, it and was, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, extremely welcoming. You know, I would highly recommend him to anyone for anything really to go my, to. My first seminar with him is kind of a funny point because um, we met. I asked a lot of questions. And we had a bit of a not argument but exchange of uh, about the throwing because he was showing a cross buttocks throw from judo, and I was saying, well, that wouldn't work for me. And we had a, a positive conversation, but uh, then f scroll forwards uh, a few years later, uh, I was chatting on the forum and I said, yeah, we, we met before. You know, I don't remember you. <laughs> so you never register it. But, you know, going through so many thousands of people on seminars, you won't remember everybody, can you? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, there's no way. I mean, he does teach like, all the time. How many seminars yeah. does he teach? Like, must be three or Every four a week. Weekend. Yeah, constant. Yeah. Yeah, you see a lot of faces, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, Les, is there anything else that you want to talk about and tell us about that you're doing at the moment that, that um, or you're looking at or paying attention to? Favourite movie? Actually, we said, didn't we? We would ask people what their favourite martial arts movies were. We did we, say that, yeah. Okay. We did. We did say that back in the day. So did go we, on did then, Did we Les. ever give ours or no? <laughs> I don't know if we did. <laughs> I, I don't even remember at this point, to be honest with know. you. Go on, Les. Do you have any favourite ones? Yes, I do. My my all-time favourite is uh, Bloodsport with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. I always wanted to kick like him and never managed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think many people have, to be fair. No, to be fair. No, he's no, quite no, impressive. My favourite movie. Yeah. Is it's that your favourite movie, movie or just martial arts movie? Uh, the, the martial arts movie. My favourite movie? Huh. My favorite movie will be that you will be not aware of it. It's How Did I Start the Second World War? It's a Polish comedy about a guy with a very simple name, Grzegorz Brzemczyszczykiewicz, being a clumsy, clumsy guy who thinks he started the Second World War. Um, there's one with, I might actually find it and send it to you. Um, it's with English subtitle, subtitles, and my wife loves it. Um, uh, there's a portrait of um, British soldiers as well, waiting till five o'clock for a tea <laughs> before going to the war. <laughs> to the war. Uh, it's the best movie ever. If you, if you can find it, we'll, we'll stick it in the description so people can watch it. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, no, do. That would be amazing. Yeah. I will find it and I will send it. Um, it's kind of, um, people might not get it. It's a specific Polish humour. It's like with the British humour and not everybody gets it. Um, but, yeah, I, I do really like as well uh, Monty Pythons. That's one of the favourites as well. Mm. yeah can't go wrong with the life of brian yeah <laughs> um what i'm looking at in the moment it's a yeah i've been writing a book uh, as you know uh about uh, karate for mental health uh so we've got uh, i'm hoping to have 10 of my students who have been impacted by karate and uh how that karate impacted their mental health i was on the third interview so it's gonna be 10 interviews um on transcribing it, um, but the 
COVID happened and I don't have the time and our computer decided to pack up. So I'm waiting for a new computer at the moment. So I can't do anything. Um, I'm kind of going into uh, depth of uh, positive aspects of karate into mental health. And that's my main focus at the moment. Um, I'm working with the charities to um, kind of incorporate it more as a therapy. Mm. As a support of, I shouldn't say therapy, as a support of the therapy. Oh, yes. so my, my dream would be to bring karate to the level of um, like a dance therapy. I don't mm-hmm. see it different. Um, I don't see why karate shouldn't be um, as a therapy treated. So that's kind of uh, what I would like to do. At the moment, I've been forced to start looking at the uh, online courses. So we try to put uh, some content up. Um, and I kind of uh, took the, your advice that you said that I, you should do podcasts and stuff. And I said to you that uh, I don't have ideas for podcasts. Mm-hmm. But I kind of gather my uh, courage and ask Andy Allen um Send a few questions and we're going to record something this week or next week um, because nice. I'm very interested how that would be other thing interesting to do to bring karate into the education system. Mm. So he's teaching it as a PE. Yeah. Uh, so I want to ask him how he done it and how it was in Canada and maybe focus here on trying to incorporate. I know that um, John Johnson from Adaptive Karate, he's doing something in Coventry uh-huh. uh, similar. I'm not sure if he's a PE, but he's working closely with schools. Uh, as a curriculum, so I don't know how it will work, but um, that's something which I would like to do as well. Yeah, yeah. I think talking about the idea of like in, it's fresh in my head because we we've been kind of re redeveloping our our class um, syllabus and curriculum. I think the idea of structuring a syllabus is is something that's big on everyone's mind who's transitioning from that three K approach. Mm-hmm. So, so I think I, yeah, I, anything around that. Is would would be brilliant for anyone. Yeah, that's that's one of the questions to him. Will be what 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 he changed in his syllabus and what are the results of it because he's doing it over a year. I changed mm. my syllabus completely as well, and I'm in the second year of doing it. Mm. Um, so I kind of um, reverse the pyramid because I don't know if in yours, but in Kyokushin Karate is the pyramid. So there's lots of techniques for the beginners, and they can less and less, and that's kind of a gains of learning procedures because you know you should start simple and, and not man, not many mm. so people get it and then expand when their um, ability is getting up so i kind of reverse that pyramid mm. we're starting with uh, and i orientated my syllabus purely on kata so all the kihon is from the kata so i think that uh, ninth q is the pinan uh, one pinan first pinan and then all the techniques from the pinan are as a as a basic kihon and that's how we progress and then mm-hmm. And kind of, it's kind of a diamond, so it's going wider to many um, uh, techniques up to first Q, and then it kind of narrowing the pyramid, so it's getting less and less. It's going just to one kata, and then your interpretations and stuff. So there's no more techniques; it's just the interpretation of the katas. Mm. Um, my students like it. They said it is working better than the previous one. So, but we'll see. You know, the problem with this is that you implement something, you have to wait a couple of years to see what the result's gonna be. Yeah. So you need to have those uh, students going through the gradings and compare them with the previous ones. and uh, It's not easy. It's challenging. Yeah, definitely. It is. Yeah. You look deep in thought there, Sue. Yeah, I am. Are you? <laughs> what? No need to sound so surprised. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I've never seen such deep thought from you before. 
thank you. That's right. No problem. You're welcome. <laughs> no, I was totally lost in thought there. I was completely lost in thought. Just just listening to what you said. Sorry, I don't have anything to say. I was just <laughs> okay. totally lost. All right, okay. Throw Fair me enough. now. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I think we've got we've got loads. We have. We've been we've been chatting for like an hour and twenty minutes. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's because we're just really good at this, Les. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a pleasure, pleasure to talk. Uh, <laughs> I'm really, really. Um, I was kind of anxious about it as well because I'm kind of um, really bad with the small talk. So if people give me questions, that's great. But uh, me coming up with questions and small talk, I'm really bad at it. I, I never me. know what to Same say. Me. <laughs> I never know what to and, say. Yeah. That's like when before we started this, you, it was Sue's idea, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to say. Hmm. I, don't, I don't like talking to people. And Sue was like, well, you don't shut up when you talk to me. I was like, well, that's true. That's with a friend, isn't it? Yeah, you, that's friends, different. You don't have to be worried. Yeah, about yeah. People yeah. Like, Which topic to choose to talk? Yeah, but it's also like the context. You know, because it's not like, you know, you're just gossiping about nothing. It's always, you know, Greg saying, right, do this. And me saying, why? Why? What's this? How's that? Why does that work? So you've got context for the for the conversation to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's not small talk as such. It's, you know, talking about something that you're both interested in. Mm. Always makes everything. I'm the same at parties. Like, you know, I, 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 I'm hopeless. Mm. Hopeless. Thank you. I normally try and get a job like can I take the plates round or something it's, that's me I'm good I, then <laughs> I normally stand stand awkwardly in the corner with a beer that's me well I try and stand <laughs> with the drinks and then when people come out I can, can I can I pour you something <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopeless absolutely See, my, opening hopeless. Line, my opening line is a uh, punch in the face and yeah, there you go. I got married. <laughs> <laughs> Tried once, and there you go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you look nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't try that, people. <laughs> On your first party after lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. Don't do that. Whoa. Whoa. The aliens are coming. Yeah, they've come for me. We've obviously made a joke about lockdown. Now they're coming for me. Sue's going home. Sue's going home. Bye, Sue. Bye. <laughs> okay, it's all gone a bit silly now. So mm. that's the lockdown. <laughs> that's lockdown. Effect. Yeah. Yeah, it's the quarantine effect. I think this has been lovely. Um, Les, is there anything that you would have liked us to ask, but we didn't? I don't know. I don't know. No, it's okay. If it's just if there was anything in your head before and you were thinking, I'd, that'd be really usually great if I said em- that. It's empty there, usually. Is it? <laughs> okay. Fair I enough. That, I know that feeling well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, right then. Okay, guys. Is Thank that everything? Is that everything? I think so. Yeah, thanks very much for coming on. Thank yeah. you for having me. Um, yeah, anytime. We'll, we'll, we'll do it again yeah it's yeah. been lovely to chat to you Les thank you very much for coming on at such short notice no yes problem. thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> alright everyone thanks bye bye, bye. bye. cheers bye, bye.